Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Deepak Casts, a podcast series we present here from the DeBartolo Performing Arts Center at the University of Notre Dame. My name is Ted Barron. I'm the executive director of the DeBartolo Performing Arts Center. I'm also teaching a course on documentary film, which is why we are engaged in the midst of our podcast series, Documentary Factor Fiction, where we're looking at a series of nonfiction films that raise interesting questions about documentary representation, the limits of documentary, and suggest new possibilities for this very interesting form. So this week, we'll be looking at a film from Iran uh, titled Close Up by the great Abbas Kiarostami. It's a film from 1990. Um, Iran has a rich history of filmmaking, but in particular filmmaking that often uh, kind of blurs the boundary between fiction and nonfiction. So I'm going to start things off with a quote from a more contemporary uh, Iranian filmmaker, Oscar Farhadi. Farhadi has been the recipient of two Academy Awards for Best International Film, uh, the films A Separation and more recently The Salesman. Uh, when The Salesman received the Academy Award at the 2017 ceremony, Farhadi did not attend the ceremony in person and instead sent the following message. I'm sorry I'm not with you tonight. My absence is out of respect for the people in my country and those of, of the other six nations who have been disrespected by the inhumane law that bans entry of immigrants to the U.S. Dividing the world into the us and our enemies categories creates fear, a deceitful justification for aggression and war. These wars prevent democracy and human rights in countries which have themselves been victims of aggression. Filmmakers can turn their cameras to capture shared human qualities and break stereotypes of various nationalities and religions. They create empathy between us and others, an empathy which we need today more than ever. I share this with you as partly a historic, a historic reference to Farhadi's response to the Muslim ban, which was instituted in the U.S. in 2017, um, but also to kind of speak to the really unique voice of Iranian filmmakers. And we see this, you know, across, uh, across the country, regardless of who's making films, filmmakers who are so committed uh, to their work that they are willing to stand in protest, in some cases um, go to jail for the, for the works that, they, that they've uh, created. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from the inspiration of filmmakers like Abbas Kiarostami, who passed away uh, a few years ago, uh, but had a storied career working as, as a filmmaker, both in kind of more traditional modes of fiction filmmaking, but often in, in modes that, that blurred the line between fiction and nonfiction. Close Up, his 1990 film, marked a breakthrough internationally in terms of uh, representations of Iranian culture, which for most Western audiences around the year 1990 would have consisted of media coverage of the hostage crisis in the Iraq-Iran war. We weren't seeing at, at that point in, in American history a lot of uh, uh, cultural representations coming out of Iran because of uh, various issues of distribution and, and exhibition. Uh, but if we look back at the history of Iranian cinema, the earliest examples of Iranian film date back to the 1900s and up through the 1930s. And in those early days, Iranian cinema was known for works that were mainly commissioned by the government and designed for uh, wealthy audiences, not necessarily 
films designed for a mass populace. It's not until the 1930s uh, that Iran starts, starts to experiment more with melodramas and musicals. But even these works have very kind of nationalist, nationalist themes. Um, and these, these are pieces that uh, are often seen as you know, fairly propagandistic. Um, in the 1950s, uh, in the aftermath of World War II, the U.S. Uh, information agency helps to establish uh, film schools uh, within Iran. The U.S. has a particular interest in kind of um, in the growth of Iran in this post-war period as the U.S. is, is emerging as an even greater international power. Uh, but also um, with an interest in actually influencing the kinds of films that are being produced. So what we see coming out of Iran during this time are films that are uh, mostly documentaries and very much supportive of uh, Western influences, in particular the, the relationships between Iran and the West. Um, in the 60s, these state-supported efforts uh, start to encourage uh, continue to encourage Western influences, but we also see the emergence of what's kind of referred to as a neo-realist period in Iranian cinema. It's, it's sometimes called a new wave. We have examples of new waves around the world. Um, and the, probably the most notable film to, to come out of it, uh, out of that period, is a film by uh, Dariush Marjuri uh, titled The Cow, which, uh, which bears a lot of resemblance to uh, the neo-realist works which would have been coming out of Western Europe at the time. Um, it's an interesting period uh, that's been referred to as a period of dissident cinema. Um, there is, uh, there's often, if there's social critique, it's, it's more subtle within these works. Um, but the self, uh, there's often a very self-reflexive aspect to the filmmaking, which was often used uh, to question uh, the rule of the Shah at the time, uh, which is uh, quietly becoming more oppressive. It's not something that's you know, um, sort of widely known in terms of the limitations that people are facing in Iranian society, but starting to be addressed uh, through film. In the 1970s, um, it's a really remarkable period of uh, growth in terms of film culture with film schools and uh, being built and cinemas uh, really um, growing uh, during this time. So in terms of, you know, Iranian society during this period, um, it's, a, it's a rich period in which uh, the people of Iran have great access to a lot of different film. Uh, what, you know, the big event that, that most in the West are familiar with in Iranian history is the Iranian Revolution in which the Shah was deposed um, and the Islamic Republic uh, ultimately emerges and comes to power, which uh, puts in place a much more uh, uh, restrictive regime, uh, much more censorship of, of film and much, and much less in, in, in essentially cutting off any engagement with the West. But that is also compromised by a period of war with Iraq, um, with the U.S. backing Saddam Hussein at the time uh, who essentially instigates a war with Iran, which, which has devastating impact on, on both countries. Um, film censorship becomes, becomes an issue in the early days of the, of the Iranian revolution, but actually it starts, to, it starts to ease up as Kiristami, who had been making films as early as, as the, the early 1970s, 
um, starts to uh, develop a, a sort of second phase of his career. So um, the film close-up centers on, on three men. And first, I'll talk about the director of the film, Abbas Kiarostami, who was born in 1940, um, actually um, developed skill as a kind of visual artist. Um, he uh, was skilled as a painter, as a photographer, um, and, and various elements of uh, design. Uh, design work, but he also, interestingly, just as a side note, um, later in his in his life, um, had had become more interested in writing poetry, and he actually released a, a book of poetry um, uh, later on in his career. Uh, but early on, it was mainly he was mainly working in advertising. He was directing commercials. He he designed um, film credit sequences. Eventually, he joined in 1969. He joined an institute known as Kanun. Uh, which was the Institute for Intellectual Development of Children and Young Adults. Um, this is is notable because if we look at some of the earliest examples of Kiarostami's film, films, he often focuses on the experiences of children, and that's a and that becomes kind of a shrewd strategy for him, especially in the wake of uh, the Iranian Revolution, where. Um, more serious subjects are scrutinized and, and more likely to be censored, whereas the focus on children is seen as, as much more innocent. Um, so it's it's he continues to make films uh, throughout you know throughout this period, but it it's he goes through kind of a more limited phase in the time of the revolution, and it's in 1987 when he embarks on a, a trilogy of films uh, known as the Coker trilogy, uh, beginning with the film Where Is the Friend's House. Um, and later the films uh, 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 in, in Life Goes On and Through the Olive Trees. Um, in the first film, we see kind of more of the neorealist tradition, but in the, in the subsequent works, uh, there's often much more of a kind of re reflexive aspect on, on uh, the filmmaking process. So whereas The Friend's House focuses on a story about a little boy who's you know, lost his homework or, or, or helps his friend who uh, tries to deliver his friend's homework back to him who's, who's lost it, the, the subsequent films kind of reflect back on that first film and then, but open up um, uh, in interesting questions about uh, representation within those works. Amidst all of this, uh, he directed he directed the 1990 film Close Up, um, which uh, which really brought him international prominence, uh, great success uh, on the on the film festival circuit. And again, for Western audiences, there wasn't much access to Kiarostami's work, so it was it was a it was a big moment to to open up. Uh, Iranian cinema to the rest of the world. Um, the um, he's and he's sort of recognized as as the kind of towering figure of Iranian cinema. Another note is that he became a mentor to the director Jafar Panahi, who's arguably his you know sort of uh, has kind of carried on the tradition of his filmmaking, although under very um, severe conditions. Panahi, because of his politics, was actually under house arrest uh, for many years and banned from filmmaking, although he found clandestine ways to continue to make films on his own. And, and more recently, he's actually been, uh, it, it, his house arrest was elevated to a full arrest, so he's actually serving a prison sentence. I believe it's a six-year sentence that he's under right now. So um, Kiarostami, you know, as, as an influence on Panahi and as well as many other Iranian filmmakers, major figure of uh, world cinema. Another um, individual to recognize in the, in the scope of close-up is the, uh, the gentleman Hossein Sabzian, who is actually the main subject of the film close-up. Um, and what we see uh, presented within the film is a relationship that he uh, develops 
uh, with an Iranian family, the uh, the Ahanka family, uh, in which he presents himself to be, which he, pre- he which he pretended to be a notable filmmaker. He was he had been remar- had, several people had remarked on his resemblance uh, to the filmmaker, and uh, because of that. Um, he decides to kind of ingratiate himself with this family by pretending to be that very filmmaker, which ultimately leads to his arrest, and that sets off the that sets the events of the film close up in motion. The filmmaker who he pretends to be is Moshan Makmobov. Um, so Makmobov, like Sabzian, was was also arrested as a young man. Um, in in his case, it was because he was in he was uh, in opposition to the Shah's regime, and ultimately, um, in his acts of protest, uh, was arrested for stabbing a policeman, which um, he accounts for in his brilliant 1996 film, A Moment of Innocence. Um, he was originally sentenced to death for this crime, but ultimately released uh, from prison in the wake of the uh, Iranian Revolution. Uh, but Moment of Innocence is a film that kind of reflects back on that experience, is a film that also combines elements of uh, fiction and nonfiction in the way that it's, uh, the way that it's constructed. Um, so the events of the film, the events of Close Up, uh, follow kind of what led up to – well, actually, it's, it, the, the, the opening framing of the film kind of gives us an introduction to the case itself – uh, we see this through newspaper headlines, uh, through a reporter who's trying to cover the story, and ultimately um, we uh, encounter a scene in which we're introduced to Sabzian, but through the lens of Kiristami, who appears in the film himself um, and talks about you know his his desire to kind of film the proceedings of Sabzian's criminal trial and to, to incorporate those within the film. But what the film ultimately does is it chronicles the events that kind of move back and forth between the trial and the, uh, the, 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 what's described within the trial. So as, as Sabzian gives accounts of his, uh, his building relationship with the, the Ahanka family, um, those, event, those scenes are reenacted. And they're reenacted, interestingly, with Sabzian playing himself and the members of the family also playing themselves. So we have the people who have the sort of firsthand experience of these events kind of recreating them for the purpose of the film. Um, the next piece of it, which is a bit of a spoiler, um, is the fact that the trial itself that's presented is made to appear as if we're watching the actual trial as it unfolded with Kiristami interjecting as a filmmaker and uh, trying to sort of, you know, capture the events as they unfold. But it turns out that that, too, was also staged for the film. So we have all of these levels of uh, kind of reenactment, some of which we can kind of recognize as, you know, forms, you know, as in terms of the lens that's, that's presented to us initially as being kind of presented for the purposes of informing us about what had happened before the filming process. But then there's also an almost a kind of deceptive element of those reenactments being presented in ways where we don't recognize that they were that they were actually staged uh, for the film, and it's a remarkably moving experience that that Kiristami ultimately creates, both through his interactions uh, with Sabzian, the way in which uh, the family actually engages with uh, engages with him, and then ultimately. Uh, the the real surprise of the film comes toward the conclusion, and I feel like I've already spoiled too much, so I won't say. But there's a there's a remarkable moment of connection 
uh, between filmmaker and subject that really captures um, the essence of, of what uh, Kiristami was trying to was trying to achieve. So the film itself, you know, it's we, we could say it's maybe more of a hybrid film or some kind of a meta film in that it incorporates elements of both you know, documentary and narrative fiction film. It's distinct from, although it's talked about in kind of the tradition of uh, neorealism, and certainly there are other Kiarostami films that that follow more closely to the traditions of neorealism that had been established in Italy in the post in, in the post World War II era. Uh, this film, because it starts to move more in this direction of almost meta cinema. Um, uh, starts to kind of question further these these modes of representation, but but while doing that, it's still able to achieve um, an experience that is that is incredibly moving, and not just simply an exercise to sort of question uh, why we um, you know why we accept certain moments as factual or or not factual. And in fact, you know the the scenes that are being presented are actually based on the on the trial as it unfolded. So so in that sense there is a there is a kind of truth-telling element. But what emerges through all of this um, is, you know, all of these plays on, you know, fact and fiction and kind of in what's often kind of confusing about the film is that this is a film that, you know, believes in human dignity. And that Sabzian, for someone who had been kind of ostracized and imprisoned and, you know, faced a lot of struggles in his life as a result of this whole experience, he's presented as a, as a genuine soul that we you know, can kind of connect with in a way that we may, not, uh, we may not have expected. So that gives you kind of an example of, you know, what's coming out of Iran at the time. You can look at many other films, you know, some of which I mentioned, whether it's, you know, other films by... Kiarostami, uh, films by Jafar Panahi, uh, Moshin Makhmobaf, um, that also kind of explore similar issues. But I don't think any of them uh, accomplished quite what Kiarostami did with Close Up in terms of being able to both, you know, inquire about the ways in which we understand reality in cinema, but also really speak um, very movingly to the human condition. So that's uh, this episode of... Deepak Casts. We'll be back with our next episode uh, very soon.